Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Smoke here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sherry Johnson. She's the director of the UW Population Health Institute. Sherry, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. So today, we're going to be discussing the latest Wisconsin Population Health and Equity Report Card. And I'd really like to dig into some of the latest figures presented in this report. But first, can you briefly provide some background on the report itself? What's the focus and how long has it been going on? Right, so the Population Health and Equity Report Card is a call to action for all of us to better understand our community's health and to think about the strategies that we can implement to create conditions for everyone to have a fair and just chance to lead a healthy life. And we've been doing this for a while. So this is actually the fifth iteration. Uh, We started this work in 2007. And uh, we had a little pause during the pandemic. And so the 2021 report is the fifth report card. Okay, excellent. Well, I will have a link below our podcast for listeners. I'd highly encourage you to check out the full report, but let's get into it. What I found really interesting were the disparities in mortality by racial and ethnic group and education level. Mm -hmm. Can you help me understand what factors are, are driving some of those disparities? Yeah, so the report card is based in a model that one of our um, key groups in the Institute, the match group has developed. And that model really demonstrates that um, community conditions are shaped by social and institutional power and that policies and systems and environments are um, key to driving how long and how well people live. And so when we think about things like differences in how long and how well people are living because of the amount of education they've been able to attain, it's really about the links between what are our policies around um, education across the life course? How are those policies creating opportunity for people to attain education that's going to then lead to Um, employment and income that we know are necessary for meeting your basic needs and that lead to better health. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, there's been prior reports that have really dug into the issue of health disparities by racial and ethnic lines. And but what I found really striking was the education disparities Mm -hmm. and mortality, seeing those pretty, pretty significant disparities by just by education level alone was was a bit of a surprise and really interesting to see how the report really laid that out. Right, and so for those disparities by education, Wisconsin earned an F, um, and that is in comparison to other states, including our our neighbors, um, and what the gaps in how long and how well people live are in those states. And so it's a real call to action to say, What could we be doing differently to enact policies and systems that create the types of conditions that would lead to uh, better um, educational outcomes um, and outcomes that then lead to better health? Absolutely. 
How does this year's health grade in the report compare to prior years? And what kind of trends have you been seeing since this report first got started? Right. So the overall grade for Wisconsin uh, in this report for both length of life, which is mortality, is a C. And for quality of life or how well people are living is also a C. And over time, that grade has um, demonstrated some decline. So in our first uh, report, the overall grade was a B minus, um, and now we're at a C. And so there is reason to sort of look at what's happening as in Wisconsin, and importantly, what can we do to improve the health of the people of Wisconsin and to close the gaps that exist because of both historic and present policies that are getting in the way of people reaching their full potential. I'm sure our listeners are very keen to hear about some of the recommendations and, and policy thoughts included in the report. But before we get into that, I was wondering if you could explain a little more what goes into the grading system. And uh, you also touched on this a bit, but how does Wisconsin compare to other states in the Midwest and elsewhere? Right, so the grading system is based in population health science, and there are some technical notes about the data sources like the Centers for Disease Control Wonder Database and the Behavioral Risk Factor Sur Surveillance System, both of which are you know, well-founded uh, data systems that we rely on in public and population health to measure and track and monitor the health of the people of Wisconsin and the health of the nation. And so people can check out the technical notes to look at the statistical analysis um, that we use to come up with these um, grades. Um, and then they can look also at the way that uh, the data is broken down both by geography, um, sort of Wisconsin compared to our neighbor states, but also within our state, uh, what are the similarities in how people are struggling across rural and urban environments? And what are the policies and systems that we might begin to enact that could improve uh, health for people in both of those geographic uh, type locations? So compared to Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin is not doing as well. So Minnesota's length of life and quality of life is um, ahead of us in Wisconsin. And compared to other Midwest neighbors, we tend to be sort of in the middle of the pack. So there's room for improvement. Certainly. I'd like to ask about the recommendations that you've been alluding to, but I also want to ask first, more broadly, since we're speaking to kind of a business and political audience in this podcast, what are some of the biggest takeaways for leaders in those areas in this report that they should really be paying attention to as, as we look ahead? Yeah, well, there are several policy priorities that we lift up in the report, and those came from some collaborative input through the uh, Community Resilience and Response Task Force that was stood up during the pandemic. So we're confident that these um, policy priorities represent um, some of the concerns um, from people around the state that are serving communities across the state. And we focus on five areas, ensuring access to quality healthcare, expanding safe and affordable housing, increasing economic resources for children and families, expanding broadband infrastructure, and increasing civic engagement. So business leaders um, can certainly hone in on the ways in which um, they can uh, uh, 
learn more and consider what steps they can take to increase economic resources for children and families. We have a searchable database called What Works for Health Wisconsin that uh, assesses the strength of evidence for a number of policies and programs that uh, change makers can consider. And we highlight in this report some specific policies related to economic well-being and economic security, things like living wage laws, things like the child tax credit um, that I think business leaders um, can take a look at. Certainly. And it seems like a lot of the recommendations really tie into the concept of the social determinants of health, right? Moving beyond the idea of, you know, care in a medical setting, but really all the factors that go into that. What more can you say about how that ties into uh, the policy ideas there? Right. Well, you just said it really well, that health is more than what happens in a physician or nurse or psychologist's office, that health is really created by the conditions that we live, work, and play in. And so safe, affordable housing is really critical to our health because it uh, prevents uh, us from being exposed uh, to uh, toxins like lead. It uh, helps to maintain a, a, a manageable stress level because you've got uh, a stable and secure sense of home and place and a connection to, to neighbors and neighborhoods. We know how important social cohesion is. Um, if it's affordable, uh, then it means that people are able to meet their basic needs with dignity. And in Wisconsin, we believe that everybody deserves um, to be able to meet their basic needs with dignity. And we believe that we're all in it together. And so we can think about what would it take for us to really work together to create uh, the policies and systems that would, um, would really reinforce those conditions for health for everyone. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sherry, for talking through some of these things in the report. As I mentioned, we'll have a link below for listeners to check out all the really interesting findings uh, laid out there. Uh, thanks so much again for taking the time to speak with me for the podcast. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.